Hello and welcome back to Oh Boy the Podcast. Hello and welcome. Today you have me and Lex. Just us today. Hope that will be good enough for you guys. Cam is in LA hanging out. And we were the two that went to Boo Bash this week. And we have a lot of questions to answer and a lot to talk about. Yeah, so what we did is while we were at Boobash, we dropped a question box in our story, and we are using those questions to guide this podcast. So the structure of this podcast is not going to be so much of a general Boobash conversation on how we felt about it, how fun it was. It's going to be answering your specific questions you guys asked. And if you want to see kind of an overall general view of Boobash, Head over to our vlog on our YouTube channel, or you can go to um, the Boobash highlight on our Instagram, and we have the entire night shown there. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the best way to go about this. Um, I'm sure also, anyway, most of the people watching this podcast probably already watched all the stories, and you guys know everything we were able to do, and you'll kind of pick that up as we go through the questions if you haven't. Uh, so the first thing that we wanted to do, since we do want this to be like more of like a resource on how to go about your night if you're going or whether or not this is the right event for you if you're planning a vacation between now and October. So I think the first thing to do, the most important thing, obviously, everyone's drawing comparisons to Boobash. And rightfully so. I mean, they, you know, the way it was announced, they kind of maybe seem like the same thing. You know, this one is like maybe a diet version, but that's really not the case. Uh, Boobash is truly an after hours event, which were really popular in 2019 before the pandemic. Um, They were doing Magic Kingdom after hours and before the park hours all the time. Um, And really what they are for, I think their primary reason for existence is for getting you on as many rides as possible and as a short of amount of time as possible which is very different than Mickey's Not So Scary, which on the other hand is about the entertainment. It's about the snacks. It's about like all of these different storytelling elements going on throughout the park to really deliver this crazy, awesome party experience. And that is just not the intention of this event. And that is very clear from the beginning. Yeah, it's you really can't compare the two in any way, shape or form. I understand they're both Halloween festivities, Um, And so that is your one comparison. But other than that, if you're going into Boobash, you really need to not compare the two. Um, You know, the first thing that people talk about when Boobash is brought up is the gigantic price tag, Mm because the tickets are anywhere from 130 to 200 bucks. Um, I'm going to say it now right away. So there is no confusion here. We are not going to tell you how to spend your money on your vacation there. We are not here to debate if it's too expensive or not, only to say whether or not like we had a good time and what we got out of it. And then you will have to assign your own value to those things and really decide this for yourself. I don't think you should be taking that kind of advice from really anybody. Your financial situation is different than anyone who's going to be telling you what what you should or shouldn't be doing with it. Um, So yeah, that's definitely going to be our stance here as we move through the podcast. So yeah, like people are definitely concerned about the value. And I think the biggest metrics you really need to look at with this are like, how much do you value riding rides? Um, 
Or even being in an empty park because someone um, commented on our Instagram last night made a very interesting point. If you're nervous about coming down to the parks because of COVID and the crowds, the after hours events are a great time to go to the parks because they're, I mean, there was times we were in the hub and there was like 10 other people there. Like it was truly like spooky how empty it was. It was crazy. So that's, you know, also a perk of if you're looking for not just rides, but a very, very empty park. Yeah. So when you're drawing it back to trying to compare the price of these two events, like we found that one of the most important things to look at is really what we just said, the empty park and the ride times. Like while Mickey's not so scary is maybe half the price. Um, Trick or treat lines are insanely long. Uh, Character meet and greets. You know, honestly, on the wrong night, you might only get to meet one character because we've seen, you know, character waits be like two hours at some of these things. And at the end of the day, the ride lines are not as short as they were at this event. Um, I don't think I've ever actually waited to meet a character. I think I did. And then I gave up halfway through because I was like, I'm wasting my time at this ver- this not so scary party by waiting in line for characters, which I know some people, that's why they go. That's great. That's not why I go. So that's also probably why I really liked Boobash because I don't really need to meet characters anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, and as you compare the two, I think the other two big things to look at are entertainment being, you know, the first one is that I think it's really important to understand that this after hours event has no entertainment. It does have the three cavalcades. Um, most of them are recycled cavalcades that ran through Magic Kingdom last year during the day. Um, in my opinion, they are not very entertaining. They are just okay. Um, even the cadaver dance, like kind of fun for a minute, but it's like, it's not entertainment and it is not entertainment in the way that you would expect. Mickey's not so scary. But again, if you go into this thing, understanding that like, and you manage the expectations correctly and understand this is really about how many rides can you ride? It kind of works out. And then I think the other big comparison is the timing. I think Not So Scary gets you in at five. This one gets you in at seven, which yeah. is another th- thing that was being pointed out. And they did have like the DJ dance party in Tomorrowland. So I know like if my kids were there, they would have really loved that. And they also have the actors out over at um, Haunted Mansion, which that is always such a huge fun part of Not So Scary total honesty we were having so much fun riding so many rides we didn't even make it over there to talk and interact with um the cast members outside of Haunted Mansion I wish we would have because that's one of my favorite parts of Not So Scary but they are also out which is great it's another that's a good source of entertainment so so while there wasn't an insane amount of entertainment there definitely was still some um and I think all good ones the laugh floor was open just as it was last time and you could walk through and get candy and then the monsters are out they'll talk to you so overall a decent amount but like Cody said not not anything crazy with entertainment the fireworks were just happily ever after um no special fireworks but we liked that cuz we were riding rides so everyone was in uh fireworks but okay I think we should just jump right into our questions. Wait, really quick. I also, after hearing Lex talking about all that entertainment stuff, I forgot that they also were doing Laugh Floor with like, basically there was a guy, a couple people up there, I guess, like doing monster characters. And that was like maybe the most fun we had all night besides riding all the rides. Like we were like hysterically laughing. Like it was super interactive because if you, there was very few people sitting in the room and he was just like hanging out. 
Yeah, it was really, really fun. That is an off-track sidebar, but one worth mentioning because we did love that. You can watch that on our story highlights on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, We're going to jump into all the questions from the question box now. We've organized them as best as I could into general questions, food, entertainment, merch, and other, and value. Some of these things we obviously just touched on a little bit, but we'll go a little more in depth now wherever it's warranted. So I'm going to ask Lex the first question. Lex, what time can you get into Magic Kingdom with a Boo Bash ticket? You can get in at 7 p.m., Um, honestly, I know this is later than not so scary, but I actually didn't mind it because again, it's a lot of time to do a lot of rides because there's no wait time. Mm. Um, so 7 PM was great. And then the sun was kind of going down. So it wasn't as hot. We weren't really sweaty at all the whole night. Um, and we know Florida heat is brutal. So 7 PM was honestly not terrible. My only suggestion is Eat before you go. Eat a full dinner before you get in. That way you don't waste any time getting food at the parks and spending up, you know, 20, 30 minutes doing that. Use that time for rides. Um, Definitely eat before and then go in at seven and then you literally have five and a half hours to do whatever you want. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Were they selling tickets for the event before it started? So... Unlike the first night, which, and you know, both of these nights were sold out, quote unquote. The first night, they ended up selling tickets day of, not online, at the parks. You could get tickets because of all the cancellations to different um, people's vacations. And I honestly think they probably undersold it at first, kind of being cognizant of what could be going on, you know, a month later, which is now... Um, but we did not see any of the signs out that were out the week before saying that they were selling tickets same day. My honest opinion, and this is just my opinion, I obviously could be totally wrong, is that I would not expect for them to be selling tickets in the park on sold out nights. Um, and I could for sure eat my words and be totally wrong. I just felt like if they were going to continue doing that, we would have for sure seen it on the second night. And because we didn't, that leads me to believe that the first night was probably just so undersold that they had that much availability. Yeah. We actually had a friend who went to Magic Kingdom just to go see if they were selling tickets still and they were not. So again, you never know. Maybe one day you're there and it's like, oh, there's still tickets available. Um, But if you can get your tickets now online, you definitely should. That will guarantee your spot. Um, Okay. This was actually one of the most hilarious parts of the night. How do they get guests without tickets out of the park? So they used to do this for Mickey's Not So Scary. I just totally forgot that this is what they do. Um, Basically, immediately after fireworks, so it ends at 9 p.m., you can can go up to any ride where you're at. So if I'm a normal, you know, guest and I'm watching the fireworks in Fantasyland and then it's over, I can walk over to Mine Train, but they will not let you on without a band. So immediately at 9 p.m., Roger Fireworks, you cannot do anything without a band. So then they start setting up cast members kind of in each land. Um, so in Tomorrowland, before you enter into there, there's like a line of cast members asking for your band. 
they kind of start set, setting up all over the place. And then on Main Street, right at 930, they have this massive, massive row <laughs> of the most intimidating looking cast members. I'm just kidding. They were awesome. They were beautiful. But they were just lined up like a row of cast members just literally scooting people out. And they, well, the best part was they were like in their factions. So there was like all the people who were dressed as Haunted Mansion people. There was all the skippers. There was all the Adventureland Liberty Square outfits. So you had like all the different houses of the Magic Kingdom in clusters forming like a 40 foot wide line across Main Street. And they start down by the hub and they just slowly make their way down. And as they're going down, as people are coming close to them or passing by, they're asking for wristbands. And so they're not pushing you or telling you to leave or get out. They're just forming this line or this wall and slowly moving down and asking people for wristbands. And that at that point, like when we made it through the wall, obviously, or the line, when you get to the other side of the cast members, it is like ghost town empty. And then you just look behind you and there's just a sea of people who are slowly getting pushed out very kindly from the cast members. Uh, it was great. It was really fun to watch. I totally forgot they did that. Yeah, it was funny. The whole experience was crazy because when you when you made it to the other side of that group of cast members, if you watch the stories, I, I think we posted it. That was the first moment where we were like, oh, there's nobody here. Like there's yeah. maybe 50 people across the whole hub. It was great. OK, next question. Where were the people slash adults dressed up, which we know at Mickey's Not So Scary, everybody goes all out. Cody, what was your opinion on the uh, costumes? Were there a lot? Um, I think so. It's kind of hard to say. There were a bunch of costumes. I feel like there were fewer than Not So Scary. But at the same time, there was like tens of thousands of less people in general. I think what I heard was the capacity for this event was like 7,000. Mickey's Not So Scary is, like, much, 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 much larger than that. So it might have just been, like, a scale of, like, relativity. Like, there were so fewer people, so of course I saw less costumes. But actually, the more I think about it now, we did see a ton... We saw a lot of cool costumes. We saw a Wreck-It Ralph family. We saw the Alice in Wonderland family that you love so much. We actually... There were for sure a lot of people dressed up, and dressing up, I would imagine, is definitely encouraged. Yeah, we saw a lot of couples dressed up as Meg and Hercules. Oh, Meg and Hercules is a hot one. They were the winner of the night. Like they were everywhere. Um, Yeah, I think there would be, they're definitely, you definitely can dress up and you don't feel like you stick out like a sore thumb. But I definitely did feel, um, I feel like Mickey's not so scary. People will like, build costumes like monorail costumes or purple ball costumes, like go so head over heels. And it's just like, Awe, like you're in awe looking around this I didn't feel that so much there was only one costume where I was like holy moly that is insane <laughs> um and it was the Alice in Wonderland family the Mad Hatter had this like fake plate and like teacup stacked mm -hmm. really high as he's just walking around like holding this like beautiful like huge tower of teacups it was great um but yeah not as many as not so scary I don't think but you definitely don't feel like you stick out cuz there's so many spooky halloween vibes around you it just makes sense. So if you want to dress up you should definitely dress up. Yeah. And then I will say that kind of does definitely like had to have contributed to the vibe without us realizing it of like how it is so different than not so scary like even that part of it I think like the investment from the the environment to the environment 
from the people around you is definitely not the same as it is at Not So Scary. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Those were our couple general questions. And don't fret if we didn't answer yours yet because they could be sprinkled in throughout here. This next section is going to be about food. Lex, (laughs) what are the free treats? The free treats. Honestly, besides riding rides, my number one favorite thing that I got to experience. Um, So you get free bottles of water and you can get literally as many as you want, which is so great because I feel like I'm constantly buying $4 bottles of water at Disney. Um, You get the free bottles of water, the free bottles of soda, so Sprite, Diet Coke, regular Coke. You get all of that. And again, as much as you want. And then you get the free novelty ice creams. I only saw three of them, I'm pretty sure. It was like the strawberry fruit bar, a Mickey premium bar, then the mm-hmm. Mickey ice cream sandwich. The cookies and cream one, yes. Yeah, so you get- And from, popcorn. And yeah, and then you get the free popcorn um, as well, which was great because I love a salty sweet combination. So Cody was walking around with the popcorn <laughs> and then I had the Mickey premium bar. Um, it we was, were enjoying ourselves We really were. Sure. And it's actually really interesting because Cody made a point when I was telling him, well, I just cannot wait to get the ice cream bar. I'm so excited. He's like, you do realize we still have like 10 ice cream bars leftover that we bought right when like Disney World opened up again. (laughs) Cody went and got like 15 of these guys and brought them home and they've just been sitting in the freezer forever. He's like, we have those at the office. You can have them whenever you want. And I was like, it's different. Like having it in a park and for free is so different. So I was very much into my free premium ice cream bar. I do understand now that the vibe is totally different and she was 100% right. Oh, yeah. Like like the calories, having it in a park, walking around, especially when it's empty and it's like at night and it's not melting all over the place. Like and there's like spooky vibes going on. There's a cavalcade going on behind me as I'm eating it. Like, oh, it was it was great. So those are your free treats. Um, All the water, all the sodas, all the ice cream and all the popcorn. Um, But there were, however, special event snacks that you can only get at Boobash. And people want to know, Cody, were those event special snacks worth it, in your opinion? Yes. Really quickly, I will just say included in the free treats were also the Halloween candy that you could trick or treat about. That's right. But I mean, and depending on how much you care about candy, me and Lex had pretty good hauls. We had Starburst, Skittles, a lot of Twix, M&M's, almond, or not Almond Joy, I'm sorry, um... Snickers, but they yes. also had the almond Snickers, which is That's my favorite thinking. Snickers. So don't rule out the candy as not something that you should do. Because if you like that, I'm a huge sucker for Halloween candy because I don't eat candy the whole rest of the year. So I was going in on my little starbursts. Um, as far as the event snacks, I guess the biggest thing I'll say is that do not factor that in to the price of the ticket. Like, I'm not sure what the question or if they were asking, do the special snacks make the ticket worth it? Or if they were saying, are the snacks worth whatever the price is that you're paying for the snacks specifically? Um, The snacks that we had were good. So we had. okay, trying to think of the event snacks, there is the Gaston's milkshake thing. It's like the five dozen egg milkshake or whatever, which is a recycle from a couple years ago. And I believe it's supposed to be some sort of similar to Butterbeer, maybe. We didn't get it this year because we knew we had had it, and it was good. Um, we did have the Maleficent churro, which was like an Oreo crumble churro with like a, a vanilla frosting. And then we also had the Foolish Mortal Funnel Cake, 
which was a very fresh funnel cake with, again, Oreo crumble, uh, purple vanilla ice cream, some Halloween sprinkles, whipped cream, etc. Um, they were only like maybe six or seven bucks each. So per item, it was a pretty good value per snack. And we really did enjoy those snacks. But it's also pretty understandable that you can get a churro at any other part of the day. You can get an Oreo churro at Sunshine Churro at Disney Springs. And you can get funnel cake at Epcot. That's pretty amazing. So for the event, yes, the snacks were were good and they were very well priced. But it is not really a sell to go to the event in the same way that like at Mickey's Not So Scary, I think they have quite a few more options. There's like the Hades tacos or whatever, like, you know, they have something going on at Cosmic Rays. I would say the food does not contribute to the value of the ticket. But while you're there, the snacks are worth getting because they're pretty decent snacks. Yeah, the price of the actual snacks themselves in that sense, I think it's very worth it. I think if you're looking for some good Halloween snacks, you should go to studios. We just went there the other day and tried all the Halloween snacks there. And those were delicious. So good. Like go to studios and get all those Halloween snacks. Those were great. But we did enjoy the ones, the two that we did try. Um, And in price, like you said, they were $7, like really. And they're shareable. Him and I did not need our own from any of those things. So in that sense, I think they're very worth it. Yeah. And then backing Lex up, the Hollywood studio snacks were gas. Like they were every single one. We were like, oh, wait a second. Like this is really good. Like Hollywood Studios definitely has the run on really good Halloween treats right now. Definitely. Uh, Okay, Lex, are the trick or treat lines worth it? Yes, I definitely believe they're worth it. But the one that you absolutely have to go through we talked about this a little bit before, is the Monsters, Inc. trick-or-treat line. It's absolutely amazing, especially if you're looking for a place to just sit in the AC and rest your feet and relax. You walk through before you go into the main like room of Monsters, Inc. There's cast members there giving out candy, and then you go inside, and you, there is literally no one in the laugh floor. I think there was like 20 to 30 people in there the whole time. And you just sit down, you can rest. And then, like Cody said, the monsters come out and they will interact with a few of the guests. And you could, we could have been in there all night, honestly. We really enjoyed ourselves in there. And then when you're leaving, there's also more cast members at the exit giving you more candy. So that, for me, if you're going to go to any trick-or-treat line, go to the Monsters, Inc. one. It was so much fun and it was great. And the lines were really short. Like We didn't wait in any trick-or-treat lines. You just kept walking through. Yeah, Yeah, no wait at all for them. Like, literally, you just walk through. It's totally worth it because you're literally just walking. You don't have to stop walking at any point. Like, just do it and get the free candy. Yeah. Okay, next question. Are any of the restaurants open during this event? Um, They basically want to know, is there any real food there besides all the sweet stuff? So, I... No, uh, really, I guess is the answer. Some of the restaurants stayed open until 930 most of them closed at nine, um, you know, and the event was officially from nine thirty to twelve thirty. So technically, no, they are not open during the event. Um, I know Casey's Corner was the one that was open the latest until nine thirty. But again, our suggestion would be if you want the value of this ticket, show up fed, eat your dinner at five o'clock, and be there ready to rock, and just grab, you know, grab something at your resort when you get back have something in your room ready or just Uber eats it on the way back to wherever you're going. 
um, because really there is no real food. Because again, it's an after hours event. During after hours events, I don't think, if I remember correctly, they didn't keep anything open. I don't know. I feel Maybe like, we, I feel like we went to one DAC after hours event and there was food open. Oh, no, that, that was, was the DVC. You're right. Just kidding. Yeah, I definitely, that was my only negative feeling from the whole event is that after so many sweets, I really wanted something like the popcorn was great because it was salty, but I wanted food food. Um, so definitely if you have kids, pack some little lunches. Uh, like it could just be like a sandwich that you have with you or wh- whatever it is, a bag of chips, like a fruit, like to bring, definitely bring some food with you if you can, like in your bag. As if I were to go again, I definitely bring like a granola bar or something with me, like just something else than just all the sweet stuff to kind of help because we were very, very hungry when we left. But yeah. All right. Um, Shifting gears here, I think that is everything we could possibly say about the food at this event. That was that was very thorough for food. Um, now we're going to talk about entertainment and attractions, uh, starting with attractions, because I actually feel like we probably could have answered this question earlier on. What were the wait times like? There were none. <laughs> no. Okay, so let me. I mean, yeah, basically true. there were none. Um this is kind of what I learned from the night. If I go again, I have a great understanding of exactly what my like game plan is going to be. Seven to nine. Great. It was still a little bit busier because people are still in the parks. Um, but definitely you can see it getting down to like 25 minute wait times. You know, pretty easy, pretty good there. Um, at 845, the fireworks start and it's just happily ever after. So if you've seen it, you can skip it if you want to. At 8.45 to 9, no wait times. Literally none. Walk on any ride you want to go on. It was great. Including Seven Doors Mine Train. Right. Like, that'll always be the litmus test of how busy is the park. Walk on Seven Doors Mine Train, 8.45. So then right at 9 p.m. when the fireworks were done, everybody runs to the ride they want to go do, like, immediately and quickly get in a line. So from, like, 9 to 9.30-ish... The wait times did go up again, but nothing crazy. It was like back up to like 25 minutes, 20 minutes, like still nothing insane, but definitely not walk on. And then around 9.30, 9.45, that was it. Everything down to five to 10 minute wait. The longest wait time we saw was Jungle Cruise and it said 15 minutes. And at, well, actually mine train said 30 minutes, but it was a walk on. That was right after fireworks. So that was the longest technical one we saw. But Jungle Cruise said 15 minutes. And I think we ended up waiting like eight to 10 minutes for that one and then got on. But we really did not wait any longer than 10 minutes in any ride. And we did a lot of rides. So wait times, be prepared for after fireworks, a little bump in wait times. But then after that, you are golden. Um, As far as rides, while we're talking about them, the people want to know, Cody, were there any ride overlays like there usually are at Mickey's Not So Scary? Short and sweet? No. No, which is fine. I'm not a huge fan of the Halloween one at Space Mountain anyway. Like, it's just it's just okay. So I was okay with that. Which having. one is that? Is that where they just project the ghosts around? Yeah. Yeah, that one's just okay. To f- occupy the time on this question, I will say we rode Space Mountain, and that was also such a highlight of the night because it was so fast. It was so empty. And that was another one I'm thinking back at, like, the times where we were laughing the hardest, having the most fun. Like Space Mountain, we were like going crazy on. We were like screaming. We had so much fun. 
Speaking of Space Mountain, really quick, also just remember this concerning wait times. The wait times were so low that they were letting people just stay on rides and keep riding them. So like Space Mountain, this kid got to just go back on and do it again on uh, Buzz Lightyear, the shooting, whatever it's called. What's the game called? Space Ranger Space Spin. Spin. Thank you. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, that one, they said, if you want to stay on, just keep riding, going around. So that's also great too. You just keep going. Um, but yeah, no ride overlays. Yeah. Remember, I mean, you if you watch the Instagram story, you'll see it. The whole uh, Space Mountain room, like the room where you walk into board, Lex and I were the, there was uh, the two of us and then there was two people behind us. But when we got in the room, both sides had literally zero people in it. It was insane. Like I've zero people like that. On, in the entire room. No one waiting to even get on the ride. That's great. Um, okay. Switching from attractions to entertainment. Should you wait for a good spot to watch the cavalcades? 100% no. And it's not because I don't think they're good. Like, I know Cody was kind of like, eh, about them. I am a sucker for parades in general. So any sort of parade, I absolutely love. I don't care what it is. I am there. I just fully enjoy it. So the cavalcades, I actually really love. But they are, they happen just like the Magic Kingdom ones happen throughout the day. They are coming down Frontier and Main Street every like five to 10 minutes. So at some point as you're walking around, you will be able to see it. Um, I remember the very, very last one we needed to see. Um, the We were in Adventureland and we saw it coming down. We're like, oh, we have to like go get a good spot <laughs> or we have to go like go see it, whatever. So we were like going through Adventureland and then there's this construction, like big box that was blocking us. We're like, oh, okay, let's just walk over to Main Street. We walked over to Main Street, just literally walked because that's how long it takes to get there anyway from the Cavalade and got to Main Street and no one was there waiting to watch it. And we watched it go by. So honestly, <laughs> yeah, like you like, do, please don't wait. Do not spend your time waiting for the cavalcade. Just make sure you see them. You can ask a cast member when the next one's coming. And they give you the time. You get the map with the times on yeah, it. Yeah. And then you just... You literally watch as they go by. Do not wait. Mickey's not so scary. I would wait probably two hours before the parade start. I had yep. no problem doing that. Do not spend your time doing that for this. Just enjoy them as they come. They happen multiple times a night, literally. And you night. just, you don't even have to. No one else is waiting. There's no such thing as a good spot. They're all good spots because there's no one there. Yeah, truly. So it was good. Um, was the overall vibe lame without entertainment or, you know, big entertainment, I should say. I laughed when I read this question because it, that's literally like how I typed it as how it was written. Was the vibe lame? <laughs> and I was just, I laughed at that. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's like I, I wouldn't say it's lame. It's only lame if you're comparing it to Not So Scary. If you're thinking about it as an after hours event, it felt exactly like an after hours event. That was the exact vibe. There are 7000 people in this park. It's just empty. Like, it's not a lame vibe. It's just an empty vibe. Like, it's just you and your crew. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the vibe between me and Lex was arguably immaculate. Like, we had such a fun, fun, fun time. Like, just running around, doing whatever we wanted, eating snacks. Like, I mean, I know this is really geared more towards the entertainment, I guess. But no, because we knew there wasn't going to be entertainment. And, yeah, like, you did, it didn't need it. On the way home, I described it to Cody as this is not a Halloween event. This is a great activity to do during Halloween season. And the example yes. I gave for that is I lived in Kansas City and we have a local cider mill there. 
And I would never go to the cider mill other than when it was fall. Even though it was open all year long, I was only there during the fall because it was a good thing and fun thing to do during the fall season, even though it wasn't a fall cider mill. It was open all year long. So it's kind of like that. Like this after hours boo bash was a great thing to do during Halloween season, but was not of, in my opinion, very Halloween event. But you got a lot of good spooky vibes. It was good. I, I thought the vibe was definitely not lame. Um, okay. Sorry, we'll delete this space. Okay, now that wraps us up on entertainment and attractions. Very briefly, we're going to run through the end of this podcast here now because these are going to be quick ones. For merchandise and other, basically one of each, was there pass holder or event-specific merch? You know, to be totally honest, I don't think I even walked over and saw it because Cody and Cam did such a great job in our stories a few days before covering that for us. And the answer is no. There is no pass holder or, pass holder or event-specific merch. Nope, just Halloween stuff. Okay, and then the next one is what transportation is running after the event ends? Um, I have a very generic answer. All transportation to the Magic Kingdom runs for one hour until after park close. Confirming boats, monorails, and buses. And full disclosure, we were so tired. We just jumped on a monorail and got home. We did not even pay attention to if everything was running. So Cody did call and make sure that was the correct answer. And they said yes, an hour after the park closes. So with that is straight from Disney itself. <laughs> you I don't went... have to take my delusional <laughs> yeah. midnight opinion for it. <laughs> we called and made sure. <sighs> okay. All right. And now here we go. Um, you know, the question was, was it worth it? And we kind of already said, we're not going to tell you whether or not it was worth it. We're just going to arm you with all the information you need to make that decision. Um, in everything we're doing, the YouTube video of this podcast, I didn't use any of the clickbait titling. Is the event worth it? Because I refuse to tell you whether or not it was worth it. I think I might have said in the vlog that to me it was worth it because, uh, I, I mean, obviously, transparently, work paid for us to go, but I did try and put myself in the mindset of having spent $130. Um, and so my opinion from myself is going to be as an annual pass holder who goes to the parks pretty regularly but does not ride rides because the lines are just, they have been very long all year, literally since the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, even easy, or I guess I should say rides that used to be easy, like Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise. People those mover. wait times are 50 minutes to an hour. People movers, 40 minutes. We don't ride a lot of rides right now because, you know, most of the time we're just trying to go hang out, have a drink, have a little bit of lunch, have some fun. It's not so much about the attractions. But now having this like hankering for wanting to ride rides... Uh, you know, for 130 bucks, I would probably do it again. I know the tickets get up to 200 bucks. I'll be honest. I'm just not someone who spends $200 on a lot of things. It's not necessarily the event that I wouldn't spend $200 on. It's just like anything really that's one night only. I can't imagine spending 200 bucks on. But maybe money is less of an object to you and you care much less than I. You know, but I think I'd probably go up to like 175 I guess. Because I really did love knowing, you know, and especially going a second time, knowing even how to do it even better. Like, yeah, I would probably spend the bucks to ride every ride that I don't get to ride, you know, and if the, you know, the 
occupancy of Disney World keeps going down the way it is right now, maybe during the day it won't be so bad and there wouldn't be such a need. But if it stays where it was at this like 90% occupancy all the time, like, yeah, like I definitely felt like spending the money to get to enjoy all the rides. Yeah, for me, pretty much exact same answer for me and what I am looking for in an experience. It was worth it. And I would definitely, definitely go again. Um, we were actually we're talking about it on the way back that night. Like, OK, we want to go again. But this time, like, don't be on our phones. Don't Instagram. Don't story. Just go run around like mad people and enjoy the parks. However, I will say my next thought was, oh, I should really bring my kids to this because they don't have annual passes anymore. And this would be a great way for them to enjoy a whole day at Magic Kingdom, technically in five hours. But then I thought about how much money that would cost. And that's a lot of money for three tickets. So I will, full disclosure, say I don't know where I stand on if I'm going to take my kids because it's a lot of money. Um, If money weren't an object, obviously I would, but it is, you know. Right, which is why, again, like, don't listen to someone who tells you it's worth it or not because maybe you're rich. Yeah. And you just don't care about money. Like, (laughs) it's just a different answer for everyone. Yeah. Um, The only thing that I did want to say as far as value goes that would be my advisory to other people, the only real advisory I would give is if you are on vacation, the way I would look at this is if you bought, if you're on a five-day vacation and you were planning on buying five park tickets, I would get four park tickets and make this your fifth. I would stay at your resort all day and hang out and treat this ticket as a park ticket separate from like whatever park you might do beforehand. So like not so scary, you might go to DAC and then get the not so scary ticket because it's like 80 bucks. I would truly view this as your Magic Kingdom day. If you're, I guess, if you're someone who really cares about rides, if you like being there during the day, and the energy of the hustle and bustle of there being a zillion people, that's a different thing. But if you're like, I am i have one day on this vacation for each park, this is a great way to do Magic Kingdom and do everything you want to do as far as rides go. Obviously, if it's crucial to you that you eat at Casey's Corner and Liberty Tree, you know, you're just going to have to go during the day. But if your family's focus is riding rides, use this as, a, as your park day ticket. I agree. All right. And the very last question is, is this worth, um, is it worth it to fly in just for one day? I wanted to answer this. I even wrote the name of the girl down to prove to you that I didn't just make this question up. Um, I'm I'm not going to say her name, but I guess they said that they couldn't refund the tickets, but they canceled their vacation and were thinking of coming in for just the one day. Uh, again, I cannot speak on the value of that. I don't know what kind of money people have to buy plane tickets and flying in from New York is much cheaper than having to connect from the Midwest. So I guess the only thing I could throw out there is if you were canceling your vacation or if you were on the fence because of, you know, the amount of people that might be in the park during the day. And that was something that was making you think about whether or not your vacation was safe enough to go on. I mean, you would have to fly on a plane to get here, but the park is very empty and probably the safest version of theme parks you'll get. Yeah. It really comes down to what's, what is important to you? Like, is it important that you get to ride as many rides as possible and you're not sweating and cause it's a hundred degrees outside in the sun and you really appreciate getting all the free snacks. If those things are important to you and you feel like you'd have a fantastic night, I think, yeah, if you're looking for a big spooky Halloween event, maybe not. So it really comes down to what is important to you. And that's it. Uh, 
Well, I feel like we have postmortemed this boobash to death. Yes. Not I'm... to be punny, but I physically don't know if there's anything more we could say or explain about this event. Yeah, and if you are still left wondering, not exactly sure where you stand on if you want to go, go watch our YouTube, um, our vlog on the YouTube. We vlogged every possible second of every possible moment. So you can really kind of see everything we're talking about. We got, like I said, we have a highlights um, spot on our Instagram. You can watch it there too if vlogs aren't your thing. But other than that, I really think we answered everything we could. All righty. So to wrap this up, as always, you could use the code oh boy, the podcast at checkout for 15% off your order right now or on Monday when we drop. Uh, if you go to our Instagram feed, you'll see that we just announced these really awesome boo to you t-shirts that Tattoos by Shannon designed for us. Um, so you can get 15% off your order today or on Monday if you plan on ordering that shirt or one of the ones that we announced this week from the rest of the tattoo collection. And make sure uh, to follow us on Patreon if you feel like supporting the podcast in an alternative way where we have all sorts of cool perks like one bonus episode every month exclusive for our Patreon. You get free shipping on one order per month. You can get access to a ton of cool behind the scenes that we don't have time to really post anywhere else. And you can even get early access to our biggest Monday drops. Yep. Those are all good things. And all good things. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thanks for asking us all your questions for those who sent them in on Instagram. We mm -hmm. appreciate that because you gave us a whole podcast. Yeah. And we will talk to you next Monday when we play our awesome game with Cam. I wanted to play bachelor party games um, that we played at my older brother's bachelor party recently. And it's this thing, I guess. And it's like, who's most likely to? And I thought it'd be fun to do a Disney version of that where we have like questions and we all have to vote like who's most likely to. And then I don't know. We I haven't come up with any yet, but that's going to be the game we play next week. And I think it's going to be fun. So that's it. We'll see you guys in a week. See you guys soon. Bye.